This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join Nate, Pat and myself as we discuss the last two games and an unbeaten run at the Lamech Stadium. Welcome to Boropod. Boys, how are we? Yeah, we're good. We're good. I need to uh, learn from Jay's introduction professionalism. He has just done that in one take. Even even I take when I forget to do it on the actual recording here, and we go and uh, I go and record it afterwards. It usually takes me about 10, 10, 10 12 attempts to work out what I'm going to say and get it all in the ten seconds. Yeah, botching it is part of the charm, I reckon. A model professional. That's all I am. He is a pro. He is a pro. He does get paid. He, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't get paid. He volunteers to do this for the club. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said I'd work for Radio Manchester as well last night, but then I sat there at home and thought, actually, you can bugger off. Am I doing that for nothing and getting abused by everyone? And what a ball job. <laughs> I think I think it would be quite a good idea to have um, opposing fans on the uh, on the old. Uh, as much wires. as I love Dean and Steve together, who are bloody brilliant at what they do, wouldn't it be better to have yeah one of each? BBC has save a load of money. Just send one person. Just, yeah, exactly. Just send Steve yeah. to go and sit with whoever the local lad is, or send a local send uh, send someone down to come and sit with Steve. And yeah. you might get a, a balanced view on the game, or you know you'll have them arguing. Which, <laughs> either way, it's entertaining, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. That'd be good. It'd be good. Right. Well, let's talk about Walsall. Um, late goals are nice, aren't they? No, they're not. I mean, yes, they are, but no, they're not. I, we needed, uh, before turning up yesterday, I was like, what do we need to do as a team? And I, I've been, I, I'm absolutely addicted to Steve Evans' videos. The bloke is just completely right every single time. It's becoming annoying, but we need to close games out before those changes happen. And did we do that yesterday? No, we didn't. But, you know, the starting 11 need to be, need to be pressing on further and finishing games out for me. Yeah, I was all prepared to be like, oh, well, we got nothing against Walsall, but we maybe only deserved a point against Stockport. So it's probably kind of life balancing up that we didn't get anything here. And then they scored in the 110th minute, having um, bossed large portions of the game and failed to 
convert any of their chances. So I think a point was deserved. And if either side was uh, deserving of three, we were closer mm. than Walsall were, uh, which is a good result away from home against a solid uh, League Two side. Right. Well, as you um, as you mentioned the old uh, uh, you love his videos, let's have a listen to Steve Evans' uh, post-match war- warbling from Walsall and we'll have a chat about it afterwards, all right? They capitalise and they get a little bit of momentum and the crowd are great here, aren't they? They're great, they're probably together is that we'll, we'll go to the end of the game and if we're losing 4-0, we may finish 4-0, but we don't want it to be 5-0, we'd rather be 4-1. I think if you take the balance of the game, I think Wolves are better than us first half. We gave a horrendous goal away, just an individual error. But they capitalise and they get a little bit of momentum and the crowd are great here, aren't they? They're great, the Brummies together. Is it Brummies? I don't know if I'm calling that because they're Walsall people, but they got right behind the team and second half, we we tried to affect it positively. We changed it, went a more attacking system of play. Made some changes, made some changes again early in the second half. I think about the when the substitutions get made about 60 minutes or six times. The game changed and we became by far the better team. And it was a, to me, it'd be a case of could Walsall counter attack and get a second, which they almost did a couple of times because we're leaving man for man at the back two or three times. Or, or could we have a, a lot about luck, a lot about quality um, and get a goal? And, um, you know, I, I thought for the last 10 minutes of normal time that the goal was coming. And when he put it up, I thought we'd score. Um, but, you know, when you score late like that, it always feels better than what it is because of the performance was clearly a step down from where it's been in recent weeks. It was suggested that your team finds a way, and they had to today because of all sorts. They're very awkward, aren't they? Well, they're a big, strong side. Sonny's got them well organised. They've got competitors. You know, people that people are headed. You know, way I played for me. They're they're good people. They're, they're salt of the earth people actually, and uh, so it was always going to be tough. But listen. It, They'll, they'll be a benchmark if it's three great wins. It possibly was close. Well, it was very close to being four today, but if it's three good wins, they're the benchmark. And we're still trying to find our fate. We're still, you know, needing substitutes to come on and influence the game and change it for us. Um, and whilst that's great, you, you'd rather be in command like we were for long periods and that last 25 minutes against Stockport. Granted, we made the changes, but we're so much in command. But, you know, we said to the players at, at half-time and then we had a little water break near the end, then there was the injury. And we said to the players, we, we we just do not lie down and die. You find an elastoplast, you find sellotape, you hold it together and, and you dig it and you fight. And um, and that got us a point. And it has to be said, it's most people's expecting the, the long throw. Cleverly what great ball in. Great ball from, from Arthur, who made a good contribution again when he came on. And Danny Rose, who I thought was outstanding at at Reading, outstanding when he came on against Stockport. I just said to him in the dressing room, he's the one player I'll look at and say, should I have played you from the start today? Um, when he when he scores like that and it's late on, but I think his whole contribution allowed him to deserve that goal. And the team deserved it because I think if I sat as a neutral, it's hard to sit as a neutral and Flinny will be disappointed if we can make other phrases. But I think if I sat as a neutral today, and I'm more experienced than Michael, that's the only thing I am. As I said, a point was uh, a point was fair given their, their performance first half and given their dominance of the ball later on. Danny Rose, only five for eight. He's got no right to win that, that header with the defence that he's got in front of him. No, Rosie, Rosie was fantastic for me in Mansfield. You know, it was, Danny Rose had a contract in his hand to join Peterborough with me having moved there for a free close to half a million pounds. And, and the Radford family pulled it very, very, 
it could have been any later. He'd been in his hand to sign, but pulled it. And I've always followed his career. We've always kept in touch at a distance because you have to respect that he's been away playing at Northampton had a great season, helping him get the promotion. But, you know, I made it clear the first day that they were promoted. I, I spoke to him and I said, I, I want to sign you. So, he said, well, let me go and I'll get around with you. So, um, he's, a, he's a goal scorer. He's a threat. He's a handful. He gives the supporters what a supporter would give if they wore the shot. And I was delighted. I don't think we've got today, but it's a good sizable support coming up from Stephen Each and it was it was great when they see the goal go into the net and the, and the players celebrate in front of them. It's they they've didn't have many of these days last year, so it's great when they have They didn't have many last year. They've had three of them already on the road this season and it's it's just getting them on the road and, and supporting the side again. Yeah listen I think your supporters have got away and say the scene is play better at Reading they certainly seen us play better than spells against Stockport and, and certainly up at Tramway we'll we'll play better but we also have to accept this is a team that's that's win all the games this season. This is a team that, that Michael has spoken openly about promotion. Um, we're not speaking about promotion. We're just trying to speak about trying to win on Tuesday now against Rochester. Mm. Um, your performances over a season take where you, where you should go, and we've got we've got a lot of work to do, Chairman and myself. We've got a lot of work to do to add to the group very selectively in the next ten days, very selectively. But we I think it's evident again today that we that we need to add to it. As you said, so many times last season, Steve Nijic conceded late for a draw or even a defeat. So it's, it's it's been hard to take. On the opposite foot this time, it gives the players a little bit of heart going into Tuesday. And they must, it just gives them that lift, if you like, that it happened so late and they can take that into Rochdale. Oh, 100%, Steve. I think there's a clear difference. We're so fit this year. We're fit. I'm sure it's in the 96 minute. Come on, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. I'm, I'm listening to men, men, you know, the Sweeney's and you know, in the clocks, experienced boys has played good levels. And the Roses and that keep fighting. Jordan Roberts is chasing lost causes, running back into the corner flag. They had the ball in the corner flag in the 97th minute. And um, But, you know, as, as I repeat, we, we go to the end, we fight. You know, and if it's a, it's a game of golf today, we probably don't win the competition because our quality wasn't quite there today. But we'd have been in the mix because of our desire and passion and commitment. Um that's why I got on with Rory so well on the golf scene because I know what his passion's but I know what his commitment is. And he's going to win when his quality's not there. But we, we showed it in we showed it in abundance today. And and we're never going to lay down and die. We make it be we make it be handsomely. We're never going to die, ever die. Well done, Sebastian. Thank you. Well, there he is. Um so there's a lot I like from listening to Steve Evans um there. Uh obviously like he say he says that we made changes uh, around the 60, 65 minute mark and then from there on we dominated uh, and he's bang on um, He's uh, he seems to be a master of uh, utilising substitutions well um, it's not the first time obviously Stockport was another example of the game where we uh, we made, made changes and uh, the game changed so it was a uh, yeah, it was a, it was, a, it was another example of that. Yeah, can't, can't, can't fault anything you just said. To be honest with you, like I said before, you even started playing it. I think he's just, he's just bang on with it. He's just that using that experience that he's got. He's hundreds of games in the football league. He's been there. He's done it, and he's seen it. Um, one thing's apparent though is that you know he's, he loves a name drop and he, and he loves bigging up the players that have played for him and also opposition, but. Um, you get that feeling that there's players that absolutely love him that have played for him and there's players that absolutely hate him 
But uh, he's great, isn't he? And he's ours. I don't even care anymore. Brilliant. <laughs> it must help with recruitment, that sort of thing as well. He keeps sweet with the right people. And, Do you reckon? Uh, he... I, I, I'm not too sure, Pat, whether it helps with recruitment or not, because once, once your name's out there of being a, I don't know, dare I say it, that he's probably a bit of a bastard. Um, I don't know whether it does help or not. I'm not too sure. What's your, what's your take? I mean, he's got the right players in for this season from what we've seen. True. Speaking to uh, uh, two Rochdale fellas that were sat behind me yesterday, we were speaking about Steve Evans. Um, and they they were very much of the opinion um, that when it comes to business, when it comes to football, he is proper, proper tough proper like marmite if you like like he really really is divisive but away from football he's the most charming kind generous wonderful bloke like he was like everybody i know who's who's had dealings with him in and out of football says the exact same thing he's a real hound in football but outside of it he's just lovely yeah yeah i i, I had a conversation about him with barry fry uh this season when, when peterborough came down yeah and he Barry Barry's up there as well. I've always got on quite well when I've ever spoke to him. But uh, he's a yeah, yeah Barry think... Barry Fry's a character, isn't he? Oh, and he just sat there. He goes, "Come, come on, son, sit down, sit down." I'm like, oh, "Jesus, this is Barry Fry," and uh, he, he that affection that he has for the game, I should imagine, is Steve yeah. is exactly the same. I haven't really had much time to speak to him other than bumping into him in the tunnel, and he always comes and shakes me hand. But yeah, he just seems unbelievable, doesn't he? But that that experience, you can't buy, it. and even down to. No. Him talking about um, shape, I don't think in the last, and I, I hate to say it, the last four or five seasons, I don't think we know the shape of our football club, or we haven't. But no. what I found really interesting, as soon as that team news even came out last night, I know my ears were pricking. I looked to you and your ears were pricking. I looked at Steve and Dean and everyone around that area. I was just like, what? what's well, he doing? So, so for me, I read the team sheet wrong. I completely, completely ignored that Reeves was there. So I'm looking down. I'm like, there's only one central midfielder. Because Reeves is number four. He was third player on the team sheet. So I wouldn't even look in there. I was looking <laughs> further down. Like, where is the other midfielder? And then Neil Metcalf was like, Reeves? Reeves is there. I'm like, oh, shit, of course he is. There he is. Um, but yeah, no, just going back to the, uh, to the, the uh, Steve and the Walsall game. Um you're happy with the point. you got to be happy with the point. Obviously, Michael Flynn's oh. been talking about promotion. For, for them and you know, Steve obviously says that we're not talking about promotion we're just looking ahead to the next game it's exactly what you want to hear from a manager isn't it really you don't yeah. want to be looking too far ahead and overlooking what the challenges you've got uh, closer to home I guess um, but yeah no we um, he also uh, obviously delighted with Danny Ray, uh, Danny Rose um, and one thing I noticed he must be an absolute nightmare to play against Oh yeah, just definitely. doesn't give you a minute to settle. Um, who was it that uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know who also had up against him? But yeah, they they he um, he gave him a right old right old hounding. We're back to being one of the fittest teams in the league again, if not the fittest. And obviously, Chuds think Chuds thinks Sweeney's fit, but that's a different math, different thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, but we definitely we definitely look like we're going to work, 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 and over, like outdo everybody on the effort and the work rate, which is just fantastic to see. Like, it's really... It used to be a Stevenage thing under Wesley, uh, and arguably that 
that combination of players and the fact that we were fitter than everybody else was just a joyous thing to be able. So it's lovely to see us back in that kind of uh, mentality and condition. I think the last two or three seasons as well, you'd always get to the last 10 minutes and think, if even if we were ahead by one, we're not. this isn't going to finish well. We're not going to do yeah. it. And yeah. It's completely the opposite now. You turn up to the game and think, it doesn't matter. All right, we're only a few games in. And I know that all of our feet are firmly on the floor, but you think to yourself... We're still in this. We've still got a chance, if that makes sense. And yeah. even the changes on the bench. I turned around when I was on the pitch last night as the lads were um, going out there. I looked across our bench and I was like, I don't think I can remember a stronger bench of Borough for a long, long time. A long, long time. Just touching on that as well, where you say, you know, like you in previous seasons, even when we won a lap, you're like, I, I don't feel good. <laughs> I feel like we're going to... We're going to let this go. I hate to pick him out because I love him, but I used to look at Scott, Scott Laird. Uh, no, it's not Scott Laird, sorry. Uh, Scott Cuthbert around like the uh, 75, 80 mark and just think, oh, God, he's so leggy. Him and Prosser, both of them. He's so leggy. Like, it's just like they're running on jelly. Like, how long, how much longer could we survive with, with players looking like this? Nah, fully agree. Fully agree. Where is Luke Prosser playing this season? I'm just trying to find out oh, where he is I now. Oh, I, should, I really need to stop swearing for my own benefit. No, he's. I saw him on LinkedIn trying to find out, uh, f- find a football club, but he's not. But his art weren't in it, Stevenage. He was there because it was, I believe, local and believe he was getting paid well enough to, to be happy yeah. about it. And uh, yeah, he's he is without a club at the moment. Um, should we talk about Rochdale? Move on to Rochdale. Um, oh. If if you don't want to concede a goal in the 90, 99th minute, it was 99 minutes and 37 seconds, if you don't want to concede a goal that late into added time, stop lying on the floor pretending you're out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's carry on. Um, so, <laughs> Rochdale, Rochdale. So, I, may, I, sent this, I sent this message to you two last night, but I want to, I want to mention it because there were a couple of things the, uh, the two Rochdale lads behind me said that were just fantastic um so one of them one of them dropped in you don't hear enough nickelback in stadiums <laughs> which oh. as a sentence i didn't ever think i'd hear at the football um and then we went on to have a, a couple minutes conversation about how nickelback are a bit hard done by because some some of their good songs are pretty good it's just the ones they tend to release are proper proper shocking like awful um uh and then uh, the other the other guy comes back and he says you've got some class fans here I've just seen some bloke pull out his m- and take a piss without dropping the burger he was holding in the other hand <laughs> oh, you're skilled on the west side aren't you that is but, um... uh, yeah, yeah. there is a gentleman in the west end who pulls his everything down around his ankles and stands there and just goes for a, a little tinkle and um... uh, I remember walking in there with my son once and he was just jaw to the floor like presented with bare ass what is he doing (laughs) we call that the butters I'll do what I like (laughs) to be honest with you I'm not going to lie that burger was bloody lovely last night and uh, there was no way I was putting it down for anyone to take it while I was in the toilet (laughs) oh at half time um, I, I stood talking to the to, to the Rochdale chaps and talking to uh, Damien, and then I was like, "Oh crap, I need to go get a bottle of water." So I was like, "They're only a minute away from coming out." I come down, go into the go back into the office, not a drop of water anywhere. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then you get on the you get on the comms. I'm like, saying, "Oh, here come the here come the boys 
for the second half. And I'm like, shit. So I they charged never. back to my seat, only to learn they've come out early and I could have gone off yeah. and found a bottle of water. Fuming. That's never... That's never happened either. I've never seen a borough side come out that quickly. For they, were, they, were, they, they were only in the uh, change rooms for 11 minutes. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love the fact you have that timed. That's well, I mean, crazy. I looked at the, I, I, as he's announcing it, I look at my clock, I look at my watch, and I'm like, this is quick. This is quick. But I'm like, if they're all coming out, I need to, I need to be back at my seat because I'm, my phone's going to ring any second, and Ireland are going to be like, what's going on? But yeah, no, it was. So anyway, the game. Um, Rochdale were proper, proper rubbish in that first half, weren't they? Do you know what really surprised me? And I, I'm, I absolutely love their centre midfielder. If, if, if I could have turned the clock back one or two seasons ago, I would have had him, uh, Diagaraga, sign yep. for us. I love him. He is yeah, unbelievable. He is good, isn't he? What the hell is he doing there? He's obviously signed there because he's got... He wants to stay wherever he lives. I don't know, but that is a poor, poor choice for him. He's class. Go and get him someone. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they rained the changes. I was really surprised. Uh, I think we, we all had a go at the um, uh, at picking the side, didn't we? And we were quite mixed between the three of us. But I did pick um, Smith uh, to start. Um, and that was his first start for Borough, wasn't it? As well as Danny Rose last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, yeah, Rochdale were poor. There's nothing you can say, is there, really? They were poor and we should have finished the game off in the first half easily. Yeah, they looked absolutely devoid of confidence and that really impacted their decision-making, the speed of choosing what they were doing and just hesitancy in first touches and stuff. It broke up all their play, put them under pressure um, and we didn't capitalise on that as much as we should to make it a comfortable last quarter of the game. But it was interesting yeah. to see the slight change in kind of structure of our team, because we've been very kind of 3-5-2. This felt yeah. more like 3-4-3 to me. The yeah. two wide players were very, very aggressive, particularly we saw much more um, forward intent from Clark than we have in previous games. Uh, it Possibly was... Because he's... So I was say, it was officially 5-2-3. We, mirror, we mirrored their formation. Yeah, well, we didn't mirror it on the pitch. Which is... Um... You get a lot of that now, though, don't you, as well? You know, people are trying to change formation and do that. But a lot of teams now in League 2 are coming up against that mirrored, we're going to go against them and do what they do as well, if that makes sense, yeah. to cancel each other out, which so is There seems to be a lot of three at the back this season. Three or three or five at the back this season. I sat and there and I had some pals sat around me last night and I was like, we've got the best surface in the league and it's going to remain that way because we don't play football on it. And it literally, the first uh, half an hour, it was just so long. And maybe that's the plan, but oh my days, it was I just... I thought we moved the ball on the deck quite nicely yesterday, particularly in the first half. Do you really feel... I, I thought the yeah, first yeah, 30 yeah. minutes, we were just long all of the time. Uh, but that's, right. that's that's opinion. That's opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it was... It was what it was, wasn't it, really? I think uh, Pierre Gianni could have had probably three or four in the first half. Yeah, Danny well, Rose had two, missed a couple of good two, chances. He had, he had two... Yeah. Pidge had two two good chances. Obviously, one he scored. Um, Danny Rose could have had a hat-trick of headers. And considering he's the shortest man on the field, that's some some going. Yeah. Or well, apart from their five-foot-one left-back. Well, yeah. Was that Odo? Odo? 
yeah. he was playing left wing back, yeah. And then the uh, second half, they completely kept the ball away from uh, Sweeney as well. Everything went down the left-hand side. There was that uh, ball where uh, Pidge came in, tried to nip it in front of him and, and missed it, but they just didn't want to go near Sweeney. He was absolutely fast. Um, I don't think... I'm, I might... Like, obviously... Uh... The old recency bias here is kicking in, but I don't know that I've seen a better performance in a Stevenage shirt, maybe ever. I think I, th- I think he was absolutely unbelievable. The way he turned people inside out and the way he strolls forward with the ball is just sensational. It really is like the, the, his his poise on the ball. Ball uh, he can pass it, but like he's. You know he's he's doing Cruyff turns and stepovers and dra- is dragging the ball back and turning and turning attackers inside out like they're supposed to be trying to do that to him, not the other way around. He was also he was sensational in winning the ball yesterday. Everybody that went near him lost the ball. Not a single man beat him. It was a really good night in general for like really good tackles. Piagiani had at least three or four that were just sliding in. Nipping it away from a guy's feet. Yeah, it was so really Pid- good to watch. Pidge and Van Kooten both won the ball three times. Sweeney won it four times um, in tackles rather than uh, rather than uh, interceptions or anything. A- aerially, Pidge won the ball four times. Sweeney won it twice. Um, Nozza was good up top, uh, bringing the ball down when it was played long. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'll I part like. We all know that I like a team who can pass the ball. It was 66% successful passing yesterday, which is good. Wow. Yeah. Um, Sweeney, Sweeney, 72%, which was the highest of the defenders. Uh, obviously, Ashby Hammond had a bad day, and that's that regard, 42%. Um, oh. Reed, Reed was 86%. That, uh, and another assist. Ash, uh, three Hammond, three goal, goal kick. kicks in a row, dreadful, weren't they? All all out oh. of play. That and the five, the final one that went out of play, didn't even make the halfway line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely yeah, yeah, shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, should we, uh, should we, should we listen to old Stevie talk about the game? Yeah, well, sure. Steve Evans, fair to say, made hard work of that. Yeah, I think we did. I think it could have been. If it was a boxer match, the tour would have been in a half time, wouldn't it? Because it should have been four or five, really. I don't think they've got any box at all in the first half. And it takes us three or four minutes from half time to get the breakthrough. And, you know, we'd expect Carl to score before that. We'd expect Rose to score. We'd expect Nose to do better. So they're big chances, especially at 0 0 when you want to get in front early in the game. I think second half, we've, we've come out, we've worked hard, we've grown ourselves back into the game. We have a period of dominance. We scored a goal. Listen, assistant referee, I've got to be careful what I say, but if he's played, I'll give the nation to his club that he played for. You know, he's, it's just one of them. He couldn't have played because anyone knows that that's a header that's looping way over the goalkeeper. And his explanation that Luke Norris jumped in front of him, the goalie's six feet four. It was hard to pallet. I think from then, they threw caution to the wind. You could see they changed the shape. They went very expansive. And it would be whether they could go through as an encounter. And we got a little bit tired. I mean, we freshened the team up again tonight. Um, but we we got over the line. You could almost feel the nerves in the crowd as well because they were bouncing at one stage and then it all of a sudden went a little bit quiet. Listen, I think if the second is in, we win five. I think we've got so much dominance, so much superiority. 
so much better play. Um, I mean, the boy Diaraga played for me at Leeds, and he just said to me, he says, in the first half is the best I've seen a team play against me ever in, in this level. So that's a big compliment because he's a very honest guy to him. And um, so those nice words, but, you know, but, I mean, easy on everyone's nerves. And I think if we get two, I say we go and score three or four, but disappointed really that we, that we don't do that. But listen, proud of the players. They've been in since the start of the season. They're working ever so hard. They accept now that we're that we're going to freshen the team up when we do it. I think supporters coming at the ground would have been surprised at the team. What we've said to the players, you don't get picked here based on performance. You get picked on how we assess the opposition. You get picked on that we think everyone's of an equal standing. And we think we want to hear a fresh team when we play. We'll be, we'll be fresh for Kalar. There'll be changes for Kalar. Good thing was lots of chances being created. Yeah, brilliant. I thought... Um, that Jordan Roberts has forced a couple of good saves from the goalkeeper. Um, I think to Arthur Reed and, and Reeves, they were, were outstanding for now. Um, so there's, there was lots of chances, but we, we need to be a bit more prolific and, and take them. You know, I think we found out in a few games now where if you take Reading when we made some changes, if you take Walsall before we get the late goal, it's, it's a lot of chances for watch getting missed. But we'd rather be winning and missing and making chances than, um, than the opposite. It's almost a travesty talking about the other end of the pitch, though, but it's first clean sheet, and Dan Sweeney was immense. Yeah, I thought Dan was brilliant. I thought I thought the back three were, I think TVC was as well. I think Carl was was probably good at a couple of rash decisions when he tried to step in front and doesn't quite get there, and when you step in front, you have to get there. Um, but I'm really, I'm really pleased with them all. There's not a, there's not a player in the whole squad that we're, that we're not delighted with. You know, we're... We've watched Phil Rerun, I've watched the absolute dominate Grimsby on Saturday and lost. I think for 70 minutes. They've had a pasting tonight and they could have been any score. But the game's 90 minutes. Robbie's a real good manager and they've got good players. And the first thing we have to do is respect that. And, you know, we didn't we didn't lack of respect for them, but they were able to throw caution to the wind because I don't think it was a player in the, in the team that I'm repeating. So I don't think it was a player on the pitch for Rochdale. Who doesn't think that's a great header from Danny Rose and should be 2 0. And a couple of players there making their first league appear, uh, start for you. That's Kane Smith and Danny Rose. How feel they gone? I thought Rose was fantastic. I think he was. I think he's been fantastic every time he's got on the pitch for us here. Um, he's getting fitter. He didn't have a lot of game time at Northampton. I just think his face didn't fit. And sometimes that can happen. Mm-hmm. No, it's not John Brady to blame or Danny Rose to blame. I think sometimes you can just not fit. He's always been brilliant for me. That should have been another goal. He's, he's a confident boy, you know. Scores at Reading, scores at week. That should have been free tonight, but he doesn't get that little bit of luck. I thought he was good. Kane Smith was brilliant first half. I think he gave the left back a, a real problem, whether to mark him. And it was a left back, didn't know whether he was twist or sticking and playing any game of cards. He didn't know what he was doing. So, but we're pleased. Listen, they're all, I just said to them, and they're immensely proud how hard they've all worked since this first day as a group to come together. And we'll continue to work hard. And, you know, we owe it to the, to the chairman and to the supporters. And the confidence obviously builds. Yeah, I think so. I think we're. I think you could see they were frustrated at time up when they come in the dressing room. Frustrated we didn't put it bed long, long before. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very frustrated at the goal. Uh, they've watched it back. <laughs> it's a goal. Um, and I'm not going to hard on them in a bit of it. We won one nil. We got three points, and um, we look forward to a difficult game on Saturday. I think Carlisle's game has been abandoned, so they'll probably come fresh. Um, but we'll be fresh anyway. Uh, again, yeah, I can't. I can't fault the press conference. It's more or less how I saw it. Uh, I mean, I do, there are some things that didn't go right, and I think that is Stevie Stevie Evans' uh, 
not having his best day. I think I think where we've been so good making sub 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 changes all season. I think he had a mare yesterday. If I'm honest, I think he's that Rochdale have come out second half, and I think almost immediately they're on top. I don't think I don't think we coped with them particularly well. I think Reeves and Reed went missing. Um, uh, we all know that ball. Yeah, on his day, James Ball's a good. He's a good midfielder, and as you said earlier, Diagarago is a is a class midfielder. Um, so you, you're not often going to get the better of him for a full ninety. Um, I feel like we could have made we could have brought Bozzy on um, for one of those two. Probably Reeves. I probably wouldn't have taken Reed off. I think Reed was better than Reeves yesterday. Um, so I probably would have t- taken Reeves off and put Bozzy on and probably probably taken Roberts off and put Campbell on around Campbell or Taylor, either honestly, either one would have been fine around the uh probably fifty five, sixty minute mark. I don't I wouldn't have gone much further than that. Both of those changes would have happened by then. Um I wouldn't have taken Noz off either because Danny Rose was dead on his feet. Like that like, the press from Rose stopped sixty five, six seventy minutes. And they really pushed on from that point. Now, I think they were buoyed by the fact that uh, that second goal hadn't uh, was ruled out, which is just nonsense. It was ruled out, by the way, because uh, Luke Norris jumped in front of the goalkeeper and impeded his uh, vision. So, therefore, was offside. So, he was offside from Rose's head and not from the corner because he looked onside. From, yeah, from Rose's, from Rose's corner. From, from Rose's head, I'm sorry. That's when he was offside. That is absolute dog shit refereeing. Mm. Absolutely dreadful. Um, but yeah, and I, Steve's not going to get it right every game. And we've won this one regardless. Uh, I said at the weekend when we were losing to Walsall, Walsall winning this is a type of game where. You separate like, like potential champions separate themselves from the rest of the league um, because they win the games where they're not at their best. Well, look what we did last night. Second half, we weren't fantastic, except for the back three. I think um, might it's just to take a step back as well though and, and have a look at the bigger picture. I know you're saying about Bozzy coming on earlier, etc., etc. Um, our we're going to need it for Saturday though. But our, our bench and that starting eleven last night is all we've got. You don't know if Bozzy was carrying a knock. You don't know anything. They could have been put out there and, and dead on their feet, if that makes sense. So it's very difficult, isn't it? Because we, we're only playing with what we have actually got. Um, and those five substitutes have really helped us, realistically, over the past few games. Um, so I don't know. I don't know whether he did get it right or if he got it wrong. But yeah, I do agree. Players like Bozzy, get him in because his experience with, with it, is massive, isn't it? But and he's just you know his physicality as well, which has gone up really well against Diagagara, Diago, <laughs> Dioraga, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no, I mean, um... we won, so we got it right by uh, the empirical method, if nothing else. And yeah. <laughs> I think he was quite nice about the performance in his interview i think he'll be less nice when less nice when they're analyzing it in a room together back in the training ground because that last 20 minutes against a better side in this division they would have yeah. equalized if not gone on to win it we were too passive too deep and you're right the pressing was a problem from norris and rose but the bigger problem was the 30 40 yards of spacing behind them because all on the field had dropped off and were on yeah. the toes of the back three and 
that just allowed Rochester, Rochester, who the fuck are they? Rochdale to come forward in waves <laughs> and really build up that fragile confidence that they'd had at the start. You know, when they start yeah. having attack after attack, which are leading to close scoring opportunities, that builds the confidence that they didn't have in the first half. So we let them get a foothold and grow into a game. And Steve won't want his sides doing that. We need to be more ruthless. And I, th- yeah. I think you're right that if we'd got a second, we'd have gone to get a third, maybe a fourth. Which would have been yeah. better for my predictions, guys. Just saying. Oh yeah, predictions. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? We, I think everyone was was turning up last night with two with two thoughts. Either we're going to route someone and we haven't yet, or it was an absolute potential banana skin waiting to happen. So the fact that we're sat here discussing three points in a bag and us currently sat up there is something we've not done for a long, long time. So uh, yeah. Let's move on. The next game comes up and uh, Carlisle are going to get it. Well, that's, let's, 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 let's go on to that quickly before we, before we wrap things up. Saturday, Carlisle. Yeah. Tough one, this, isn't it? How do, you, how do you see that one going, Drackers? Well, they haven't lost yet. I mean, they've played free. They, they obviously had their game abandoned last night because of the rain. Uh, won their last game and then drew the first two. Um, but... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to see it. I think the the tough one about Carlisle as well is is they've got a lot of um, a lot of London based fans, so they will have a lot with them. So they'll be yeah. busy. Um, the one thing to comment though, which was was I was absolutely blown away with last night, was the Lamex Stadium and the crowd. I ah, oh, it was unbelievable. They was were great. rocking, weren't they? Oh. The, the east I, did, the east did look fun. Like, it's the first time, I say, second, second game I've been been in the west, but I, I did miss the east yesterday. Oh well, I've missed it since the Everton game. I've not been back there since. Um, <laughs> but um, seeing everyone in the West Ham putting their prawn sandwiches down and clapping was just uh, a thing of beauty. <laughs> and it just kind of rolled around the north. You could see everyone in the north. Then in the west end, I turn around. I'm like, oh, wow, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! I, they're just bloody brilliant, weren't they? It was so good, and I think you know Steve Evans has given us that. That that it loud really that, that loud girl you warned me about was bloody loud yesterday. <laughs> She's fantastic. But like, I had a, I had two first-time fans. I had a six-year-old sat next to me last night. He didn't know who I was, so I walked over and I sat down next to him and I gave him the microphone and I said, "Are you alright?" He went, "Yeah." I said. Have you been here before? He said, no. I said, right, listen, anytime someone scores, you've got to shout the name out on the microphone. This poor kid's face, he was petrified. It was brilliant. But, oh, man, what an atmosphere. What an atmosphere. So good. So, Saturday, we well need more of that, don't we? All right, well, how about you drop us a prediction, Jay? Give us a score prediction. I still think we're going to win. And I think this time it'll be convincing. And I'm going to go for... Uh... Gonna go for two nil. Second two clean nil. sheet of the season. Love it. I love it. That's that's your second two nil of the season. That's your f- sorry, second two nil in a row. That's your third two nil of the season. You're predicting it, Patrick. Well, I think it's been far too long since we had a two one. So I'm going to go borrow two, Carlisle one. <laughs> uh, and I'm going. I'm going to go 2-0 as well. Screw them. Screw those dirty Cumbrians. Let's, let's, give, them a, let's give them a hiding. 
<laughs> so what are they? They're, they're 11th in the league, aren't they, with only three games played? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, another three points. How good would that be? Hello. Wouldn't it be sensational? Have you also uh, noticed as well, it's very south, very southbound, the, the top top of the table at the minute. Leighton Orient, Northampton and Stevenage are up there. Uh, I haven't, uh, but I haven't really looked at the league table. Yeah. Let's look at the league table, shall we? I am. <laughs> Heavy times. We didn't like to look at it last season, but now we're all over. No, no, I'm genuinely so used to not wanting to look at the league table. I don't yeah, bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so, exactly the same. So uh, we'll give you a very quick recap of the, the league table going into Saturday. Rochdale bottom, four played, four losses. They've scored. I'll be right. He is right. They scored one goal and conceded five. Uh, four of their five go uh, conceded goals have come from set pieces, by the way. Only one goal has been from open play. Yeah. Um, Newport County, four, four played, one draw, three losses. Crawley. <laughs> Crawley. Oh, old old uh, old crypto FC uh, four <laughs> four played uh, one draw three losses Hartlepool four played two draws two losses Gillingham I can't be asked to do that all the way Gillingham Swindon Stockport so a lot of the teams that have been touted for having a good year right down the bottom of the league it's it's, it's a wonderful thing uh, Stockport Grimsby Sutton Colchester Bradford Tranmere AFC Wimbledon Carlisle obviously Carlisle and Grimsby have games in hand uh, Mansfield Town Harrogate Walsall Champions tra Champions Walsall if you ask their fans are uh, eighth they are one point out of the playoffs because they lost last night then you've got Doncaster Ro Doncaster Rovers uh, in seventh uh, in the, the the final playoff spot then you've got Crew Alexandra you've got Barrow and you've got Stevenage in fourth uh, due to a couple of last-minute last goals from some of the other teams. Then you've got Northampton in third, Leighton Orient in second, and Salford City top of the lot, Who which is a shame. next weekend at Salford? Uh, yeah, it's soon. Salford yeah. away next weekend, yeah. yeah. Big stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I messaged you both this this morning. I'd like to actually get your thoughts on it, not just a load of crap back on uh, on Messenger. How quickly do good teams rise to the top? I don't know what you're talking about, crap back. I said fast. I said four games. You reckon? <laughs> right, so on, no. honest, honest, no, honest no, opinion. No, 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 no. The, the good clubs, the, the teams that are going to be there or thereabouts by the end of the season, they'll all be comfortably in the top ten by... Cool. By say, going into October, right. So uh, a measure of how good Stevenage are End compared of to the last five or six years, we're already m a much better outfit. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it's it, it's not even it's not even up for debate. Um, we've won f we've won uh, more. I can't remember what the stat is now. Let me find it because it's a good one. <laughs> Pat knows sure it. I was talk talking to him about it earlier. Yeah, so we've got the same amount of wins as we got in the entirety of 2019-2020 season. Um, and this is one I, I, I looked up the other day because I, I was interested in I was interested to see if, like how quickly we can get to ten points compared to other seasons. So obviously we've reached mm. we have now reached ten points. We're setting in ten points with three wins and a draw. Um, we didn't get to ten points last year until the second of October. When we beat yeah. uh, 
Hartlepool at home 2-0. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that is a big difference. That is a big difference because we'd played seven, six more games at that stage. Yeah. And we had two wins in our first two or three last season as well, didn't we? Yeah. But it took, it took us a month and a half to get four points. I think looking at it on the balance of the games this season, we could have had anywhere between four and 12 points. They were close to wins. They were close to draws. We've ended up with 10, mm-hmm. which is the top end of that. That would put us anywhere between first to 17th. 17th is still an upgrade, even at the bottom end. And if you look at a comparable period last season, we'd be saying, okay, well, maybe, you know, not to four, maybe six at a stretch. So the fact that we're up at the 10 end just shows how far we've come. And it's not been by good fortune, aside from good fortune of players staying fit, it's by having a higher quality, better organised team. Yeah. And that's why we love Patrice. And Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, by the way, the tweet that Lewis Collins put out about him not being fussed if he got home and sat, found Steve Evans in bed with his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Evans, every time he, he interviews, uh, uh, Steve Evans gets interviewed by Steve Watkins in a minute. Every question, at, every interview at the end is like, so about these players that are coming in. So obviously quite a few people threw out those two West End players. I think the only one that I could think would actually suit us would be the uh, Armstrong Ockerflex because the, the other lads are left back and we don't need him, do we? No, no, that Ockerflex would be a direct replacement for List. Yeah. And he sounds absolutely mustard. So that's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Yeah, and I think you're right. The other most important place to recruit is centre-back because we've seen those three start in every game and yeah. we need them to because the, that's where the biggest drop-off is. So it's the biggest area of weakness and the area that you'd like to have a bit more cover, I think. Yeah, no, I'd fully agree. I'd fully agree. Cool. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, cheers, boys. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you. Uh, I guess we'll do the do it do do this again after the Peterborough game next week. So next Wednesday. Sound. No thanks. I'm on holiday. You can absolutely poke it the pair of you. Uh, all right. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll poke it just the two of us, eh? But, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll just get someone better on. You fucking <laughs> Love you. Shit. Now I've got to listen to 48 minutes of this just so I can leap out of like four swear words that's <laughs> uh, I've, I saw near the beginning Pat saw in the middle and I saw at the end that uh, this is grim I never well, swear what are you talking about <laughs> cool alright well, well it's been a pleasure lads uh, see you see you when I see you next time keep it real up the borough That club do not put a calendar out with this squad. Is, they've missed the trick, haven't they? <laughs> oh. Have they? How many are... Oh, yeah, I suppose Sweeney. Sweeney's a good-looking man. Pidge, Pidge has got thighs for days. Uh, who, Reeves, would, who would be... Reeves yeah, is beautiful. It, let's end this question here. Who would be your February pitcher, boys, out of that squad? Jay Reeves.
What a man. Beautiful man. Pat. We all know yours would be uh, Norris. No, would not. Definitely not. <laughs> My big soft spot's Terence Van Kooten, because I like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's, here's where I bleep what. Uh, here's where I bleep what Pat said, so people don't know. He said, "Nice boy." <laughs> wow, Patrick, you old, you old romantic, you. Oh goodness! I'm gonna me. go for. Uh, I'll have Rayner as February because I reckon he's angry. Um, number two. <laughs> Rayner's never done anything but. <laughs> oh, Jesus. None of this is going in. <laughs> what do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.